What's up, my beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to another review of Sisters, Season 2, Episode 7, entitled Complications. And it was a whole lot of complications up in this episode. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and y'all know how I do. I'm about to get into it. Now, the episode opens up with Andy and Paris going back to his place. Andy is hella drunk. I mean, baby girl feeling really good right now. And Paris is actually trying to have a rational conversation with her, which I don't understand at all. But he wants to talk to her regarding how initially she wasn't feeling him. Now she's feeling him. She all up on him. And he wants to know why. He wants to know what happened. He wants to know why she's on him like the way she's on him. Now, this is where I got the issue at, amongst other issues. So we all watched the episode. For those that didn't, I'm going to enlighten you. So the previous episode, episode six, Andy and Paris were all up on each other. She was dancing all seductively on him. He was gripping her neck. It was some sexual energy definitely happening between them. So she was like, um, he was like, you got some moves. She says, yeah, and you hard. He said, how can I not? So she was like, you want to get out of here? Yeah. I mean, homegirl didn't even finish her sentence before he answered her question. So I'm thinking, how do we go from that to now that we're back at your place where we're trying to do what we came here to do? Now you want to ask me all these questions. Now you want to know why I'm in the place that I'm in. So for me, it didn't make any sense because I'm thinking we, we knew what the deal was. We knew what the move was when we left here. Now all of a sudden you're trying to backtrack as to you want to get her some coffee. You want her to sober up. You want her to be in a sobering mindset so that you guys can talk. I was like, Paris, you can miss me with that because you know damn well you didn't take Andy back to your place to have a conversation with her. So I, I, I did not understand that. Now, that scene for me, I can't speak on anybody else, but it was a bit cringy because Paris kept telling Andy no. And Andy was like, don't tell me no. I don't know what no means. Stop saying that. And I'm like, yeah, because if this was reversed, if it was Andy who was telling him no, if it was Andy, you know, pushing him back and he didn't listen, the conversation would be totally different. But because it's a man and he was saying no, it was I, I hadn't seen one person yet say they had an issue with what happened in that scene. But for me, it was very cringe worthy. It was just it wasn't even enjoyable to watch because it was more so like she's forcing herself or she is, you know, pressuring him into having sex with her now I'm going to come back to that scene because you know grandma mama came out and she tried to tell Andy about herself I didn't necessarily agree with everything she was saying even though she was hitting Andy with some truth so we transition from that scene to uh, I'm going to go to Danny so Danny is still at the club she's about to leave Maurice is trying to warn her about old boy she's trying to take home so, of course, it's Danny. So, she didn't listen. So, Danny, you know, takes old boy with him. They get to the house. And so, he comes in. You know, he's he's coming off like he's a little bit nervous. He asked her, does she have anything, like, to drink? And she was like, well, I'm going to offer you. He was like, wait a minute. I, I don't do meth. That was such a shock because I was like, why did he go to that extreme? Why did he go there? And she was like, meth? I don't do meth. I was just going to offer you some weed. And so, he was like, oh, well, you can't blame me because you was with your boy. And she said, what boy? He was like, Calvin. Calvin does it all the time. He was in the bathroom doing it tonight. And I'm like, Calvin uses meth? Is that why he don't have any money? Because, the, the well, what he told Maurice was he didn't have money because he paid all of his father's hospital bills, all his medical bills. So I'm like, hmm, 
Meth, though, meth is really extreme. So I'm trying to see how Tyler going to work this because Calvin, Depp, it makes sense by how moody is, moody he can be sometimes. But I just wouldn't take him as a meth-smoking individual. But, I mean, hell, nobody looks like a drug addict unless you just strung out. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this. Now, Danny is another one. She had the same mindset as Preston. You brought this boy home to have sex with him. Now, all of a sudden, you acting weird as if, well, no, you just going to drink some, get a couple puffs, and then you leaving. That ain't, what? So, I'm not understanding these mixed signals that people are sending. We're all grown. When you go to the club, you got a couple drinks in you, you with somebody, or you find somebody attractive, and you want to, you know, go home and get it in. It's no conversation when we get there. We already know what this is, and we know what the hell we came to do. But Danny was another one. So, Homeboy excused himself to the bathroom. So while he's gone, Danny calls Sabrina. Sabrina isn't answering because Sabrina is getting dick. I mean, dicked down by Calvin. I'm like, Lord, I know this is a show and I know the, the TV magic and all that good stuff like that. But them people got some real good grinding moves on them because that stuff be looking so hella real. Even when Aaron was down on Karen, I was like, I done seen a lot of stuff like that. That looks so real. I was like, whoa, okay. But anyway, so, of course, Sabrina didn't answer because she's a little, you know, busy right now. So she didn't answer the phone. So we're going to come back to that scene. So let's transition to Aaron and Karen. So we first see them. Aaron pulls up in front of Karen's house. Karen obviously has had a couple shots in her. She's feeling real lovely right now. That's, that's very obvious. And so she was like, oh, we're home. And so basically – Aaron was telling her, you know, she didn't want Aaron to get out of the car. And so Aaron was basically telling her that he wanted to go in and he wanted to make sure that everything was okay and that she would be safe. And so she agreed to it. Now, the whole premise of this was, you know, he was like, well, when I come, like, you want me to leave? And she was like, no, I want you to stay. But her whole thing was, we're going to be in my bed. I know it's going to be hard. And Aaron was like, you know what? Well, I'll be the strong one tonight. I'll sleep on the couch. And her thing was, what if I'm not able to let you sleep on the couch? So she was concerned that she wouldn't be able to hold out with him being in the house with her, which I fully, fully understand. And I got to give Tyler Perry his props because he has written this character to have such a disciplined nature about herself as the show has progressed when it comes to sex, even though her and Aaron have not gone all the way as far as penetration. She was able to get a little preview of what he does with that tongue, and it looks like he was doing an amazing job, if you ask me. So the fact that she can be in a house with him and not do anything amazes me because this is a personal story. I had a friend who liked me a couple years ago, and I was not attracted to him sexually. He was like a little cute, you know, like, oh, he cute, but I wouldn't date him. And he asked me if he could stay at my house. He lived about 45 minutes from his job, and I lived in the city where his job was. So I was like, sure. I didn't think nothing of it. It was no problem. I was in my bedroom. He was in my living room on the couch. Around 2 o'clock in the morning, my body started responding like, hey, Alicia, there's penis out there, and um, that penis should be in here. And it took everything in when I say, and I'm not exaggerating, I'm not like trying to em embellish this or make this more than what it is, it took everything in me, every ounce of control, everything I knew about discipline to not 
tell him to come into my bedroom because I knew he liked me. I knew it would be no problem. That was one of the hardest experiences I have ever had not to have sex with someone because I knew I didn't like him, but it was just my body responding to the fact that it was a man that close to me. And, you know, I'm a very highly sexually energized person. No, that was not a polite way to call myself a hoe. Let me make that very clear. But I do have a, a sexual energy about myself, and that was very hard. So I commend Karen for being able to not do the do with Aaron. Because Aaron, fine, I don't, I don't care what nobody say. That is a fine man right there. <sighs> Mo pops to it because I, I would have failed. I'm not even going to lie. I don't play with fire, and that's fire for me. And I would have got burned the hell up. So I'm going to go out and finish their storyline. So... You know, he promised her that, you know, he wouldn't go in the bedroom. He wouldn't do anything, and he'd only get up to go use the bathroom just to make her feel comfortable that, yes, I can't control myself. So as they're asleep, Karen ends up having this this dream, and she's dreaming that Fawn's brother, which is the guy that broke into her apartment, um, that he killed Zach. And I honestly believe this scene is the most misinterpreted scene of the entire series I I could honestly the comments floored me I saw some people stating that oh now you want to call Zach no he good he don't want to talk to you he fine oh uh go away with them crocodile tears they don't mean anything and so I'm like what the hell what show y'all watching now let's break down what Karen has been through like within two months or a month but you know Tyler's storylines his time frames are really crazy so this woman has experienced a woman blowing her brains out in front of her. She has experienced this man breaking into her house, trying to attack her, that she had to put about four or five bullets in his ass. She's experienced that, and she witnessed Zach get stabbed. And we all saw how much blood this man lost by getting stabbed. So I'm like, she's experienced a hell of a lot of trauma in a, in a very short period of time. And PTSD is a symptom of what she's experienced. And the first time we see this is her having this dream about Zach. And so when Aaron comes in there, he's trying to tell her everything is okay. And if you watch that scene, it even took her a moment to even recognize that it was Aaron. And so she went to go grab her phone to call Zach. And he was basically telling her like, hey, Zach is okay. Zach is alive. But if you feel you need to call him, call him. And so she was like, no, no, no. He was like, no, call him. And she was like, no, I'm sorry. You know, she went into this thing and her wanting to call Zach had absolutely nothing to do with her wanting Zach. Her wanting to call Zach had everything to do with the dream that she was experiencing. So when I see people, like, saying crazy stuff, I'm like, man, it's okay to not like a character, but some of y'all be going a little too far with some of these comments that y'all be, y'all. some of y'all really be out of pocket with some of the things that y'all say about these people. But anyway, so he held her. He wanted to let her know. He just wanted her to feel safe and that she was safe with him. And so the next morning, he got up. He made breakfast. He was like, even though you ain't have much in there, I laughed on that part because he was basically saying, sis, babe, you need to go to the grocery store. And so she said that. She was like, you know, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And he was like, you want to go tonight? And she was like, yeah, we can do that. He was like, we'll go back to where we first met. And, he, well, of course, we all know the story. They met at the grocery store. So they had a little, they had a cute moment um, I really do enjoy them because we're able to go along this ride with them. And um, I, I honestly in, enjoy it. And I'm interested to see what's going to what's gonna happen as the, the show continues. So let's get to Sabrina. Sabrina was the sister that pissed me the hell off this episode. She really hit a nerve with me. And this is why. So 
as Sabrina is getting dicked down by Calvin <laughs> in a very lovely way, um, she tries to answer the phone. Now, I'm like, man, come on. When you're getting that good, good, you are not trying to answer your phone unless one or two things is happening. You're trying to, you know, see how long it's going to take that person to get home so you don't get caught. And two, somebody better be on their deathbed because I'm like, well, hell, if they dying, I can't save them. Are they dead? What I'm supposed to do? Don't call me. I'm not answering the phone during that time. That, no, that's a no ring zone, no answer zone. I'm not picking up. So Calvin was basically like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't pick it up, don't pick it up. So she was like, okay. So she takes a moment because it looks like Calvin is still on hard. Takes a moment. She calls Danny because she's trying to figure out why are you blowing me up. So Danny is calling her to let her know what old dude told her about Calvin. So she was like, Danny, the phone is breaking up. What? And she was, Danny was basically saying, like, look, I gave you the information. Do with it as you please. But at least you know you're not in the dark. After she got off the phone with Danny, Sabrina's entire mood changed. I mean, her entire mood. Even though she was cuddled up with Calvin, you know, this is when you know your situationship or your relationship started off on the wrong foot. When you lay naked in bed after having sex and the man or the woman asks you, how many kids do you want? You want kids? You like kids? That is a question that usually happens around the first or second date. Not while you done told this person you love them and you don't know a damn thing about their wants or desires for their future. So Calvin and, and Sabrina, just all kinds of jacked up. This is why Sabrina pissed me off. When Calvin stated that he wanted them to be exclusive, now all of a sudden she's not ready for a relationship because they just met they just did this, but you have had no problem with him going down on you. You have had no problem with having sex with Calvin. Now, all of a sudden, he brings up something serious, and now you're retreating. Oh, I don't think, I don't know that's what I want. I, you know, do you send him these mixed signals? Because further in the scene, he was getting ready to go. And she was like, no, I don't want you to go. And it's like, well, what the hell do you want? You don't want a relationship with him, and you know that he loves you. What, what I would have appreciated more from Sabrina, the moment that Calvin or when Calvin told her that he loved her and she knew she wasn't there and she knew she wasn't trying to go there, just leave the man alone. Because I'm still trying to understand why she's even engaging with him in any way, sexually, conversation, anything. There is no reason because he's obviously has a mindset that he wants to be with you and only you. You're not there yet. You just just let him know you just want to, you know, you want to cut, buddy. You want somebody who's going to come and blow your back out from time to time, and he's the one that you're choosing. But don't play with his emotions, and that's what I feel Sabrina is doing. I don't care how nice she comes off. To me, it's really foul as hell what she's doing with this man. So that was a that was just a real, you know, and sometimes I get upset by what Tyler does on this show, and I think for good reason. Sometimes, you know, he, he, pushes, he pushes the button. However, the more I really looked at this episode, I said, you know what? A lot of women, all of us have, have at one time have stated how we want a good man, how we want someone who's going to come, who is going to listen to us, who is going to provide us what we've never been provi provided before, whether that be uh, safety, whether that be security, whether that be someone who is stable in his finances, whether that's someone who can communicate well, whether that's someone who can make love to more than just our body, but they can stimulate us mentally, uh, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, you know, um, is an anchor for us. And when we find those type of men, 
Nine times out of ten, women dog him out. Or, nah, I don't want him. He too nice. He too this. He's too that. Which is one of the reasons why I think a lot of women find Aaron suspect is because he's completely different from any other man on the show. He's completely different. I see people all the time saying, oh, he got a pass. Oh, he has secrets he's not letting out. That goes for everybody. That just doesn't pertain to Aaron because when you think about it honestly, we don't know a lot about the sisters either. So they have secrets that they don't that we don't know about. They have things that they hide from each other. They're, we don't know certain things. So I think to continue to use that, that, that stigma for Aaron – it's just because people just don't like him. It has nothing to do with the fact that he is any of those things. I just think he's completely different. And the sad part is a lot of women have not, ex- despite the drama that was associated with him with his crazy in-laws, what has Aaron done? And I've never had anyone answer that question for me because he hasn't done anything as it pertains to downing Karen, hurting Karen, disrespecting her friends. He's done none of those things. But if it wasn't for that family dynamic, and the drama that came along with that, no one would have anything negative to say about his character. So I just had to throw that in there. So I feel like Sabrina has a good one. Not, I don't like Calvin. Zach is my least favorite character on the show, and, Cal, and Calvin is just above him, okay? <laughs> He's just above him, but I really do believe that Calvin is a good guy. I don't know if Calvin is being completely honest about his sexuality, even though he has sworn up and down that he is not gay, that he loves women, and so on and so forth. I do think it's something there. Maybe that would be explored. I'm not too sure yet, but I'm just not 100% that he's being totally real with himself at this point. So that's just that's just how I feel about it. So now <laughs> let's go back to, uh, to Andy. So <laughs> the morning after, <laughs> Andy and Paris – they are awakened by all this noise in the kitchen, and it happens to be his mom. Now, last season, she was the grandmother. This season, she's the mother. I'm going to let that slide. I ain't even going to comment on that. It ain't that big of an issue. We shall move on. So <laughs> this woman, now, of course, this woman knows Andy because she works at the, uh, she cleans the law firm. Um, and she's also the lady who passed out last season, and Andy, you know, had her, took care of her and everything like that, got her to the hospital. So when she comes in, she lets it be known that she heard all the noise that happened when they came in last night or early this morning from the club. She didn't appreciate it. She lived in the basement when Andy asked him, you live with your mama? And she was like, I stay in the basement. And so she told Paris to get his clothes and get out so that she can have a conversation with Andy. And Paris obliges his mom's request. Well, it wasn't really no request. She told him to basically get the hell out. So the thing, like I said, it stated earlier, the things that she was saying to Andy was not wrong. It wasn't wrong. She was hitting her with some major facts. But this is the, this is the thing for me. I wouldn't have been embarrassed for one reason and one reason only. It's because I'm an adult. Your son and myself made an adult decision to have sex. The one thing that I did not appreciate, and I was actually talking to one of my homegirls about this same issue, like Monday of this week. And I'm like, you know, I've heard men talk about how when they get, you know, aroused and how it's very difficult for them to, you know, if a, if a woman is teasing them or, and then she decides she don't want to have sex, like how hard that is for them. And I'm thinking, and you think it's different for a woman? I don't know how you feel because I'm not a man, but as a woman, I can tell you when a woman gets aroused and we are 
ready for sex and our body has prepared for penetration. Our body, we're ready. And all of a sudden it don't work out. Something happened where we can't go forth. You don't, you don't think we experience some of the same things, some of the same, like, Oh my God, what I, I got to do something about this. <laughs> Cause uh, mm, my body is saying something is supposed to, I, I'm, I have prepared a place for you for this thing to enter me and ain't nothing happening. So sis, what you going to do right now? It's the same thing. So when this woman tried to say that her son is a good man, and the only reason why he slept with Andy is because he is a man and she don't see any man being able to resist Andy or reject Andy. Bull crap. Bull crap. I was like, no, ma'am, your son might just be a good man. Your son might be a great man, but your son still made a decision to have sex with the woman who was drunk. Because if his no was a real no, what Andy going to do, beat you into having sex with her? You would have called her an Uber or something. You would have kicked her out. You would have put her in, hey, you going to sleep in here? I'm going to sleep in here, period. So if you, if Paris really didn't want to have sex with Andy, they would not have had sex. That's point blanket to the period. So I'm like, don't try to esteem your son and make him be something that he's not because Paris ain't no angel at all. You know, I don't know much about him, so I can't say I like him or not. I don't, I, I don't, I haven't made that decision yet. But I'm like, he's not innocent in this. Let's not, let's not do that, Grandma, Mama, whoever you are this season. So, <laughs> let's, last but not least, well, we got two more. But last but not least, we're gonna deal with. Um, we we saw Fatima and Zach. So basically, Fatima was getting ready for work, and she came into Zach's. Well, she came into her room that she let Zach sleep in to give him some medicine for his hangover. Now, this time I know Fatima is a real G. Fatima ain't have no hangover. Fatima drank way more than Zach. Fatima was fine. So I'm like, okay, so you do this often. So I'm trying to piece certain things together with Fatima because we don't know much about her. I'm not giving Fatima the, oh, yeah, that's my dog right there vibe right now because Fatima might be a little shady. I don't know about her just yet. So... Zach talking about something, you gave me a roofie, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude, he gets on my nerves, but he is funny at times. So um, she gave him, like, some aspirin or something. So she was like, get up. You know, you have to go to work. Long story short, she gave him the keys to the program's vehicle. She was like, please don't abuse this. Like, don't abuse this privilege. I really want to see you get yourself together. And he was like, what are you doing? And so she was like, I'm, I'm just saying. He was like, you do affirmations in the morning? And she was like, actually, yes, I do. I was like, now, that's right, dog. Now, I can, agree, I can feel you on that because I do affirmations as well. That's a plug, man. Affirmations are some, I, the things I can tell you that has happened in my life when I am faithful to affirm myself every morning, it's amazing how things move and things change and certain paths you or doors you didn't even see opening for you begin to open. That's just my plug for just how powerful affirmations are so basically you know he she asked him to zip her up and he's just trying to smell her she was like you know I, I do bathe I bathe and so that was like that was that was funny that was a little cute scene that they had um like I said the um she was like telling him she was going to give him the address to go to the house because he, she needed him there after he got off of work so that was like one of the main reasons she gave him the car so that he could be prepared to go to these houses to help build since at the moment, he doesn't have any money to invest right now. So I could appreciate that. So the the reason why I really can't give props to Fatima right now, because now my mind is beginning to wonder. I don't personally believe that Zach is the only man that Fatima has slept with in that program. She did it too easily. Because if we're going to be completely honest, there is nothing that Zach did or said 
in those one and a half days he knew Fatima to make her want to have sex with him or extend such the hand she has extended to him. So I'm thinking Fatima probably used this program as a way to get her rocks off because she just did this thing too easy for me. I did them just too easy. And I don't even understand. I've seen some people say, I, uh, Karen is moving too fast. Karen need to slow down. She don't really know Aaron like that and blah, blah, blah. And then in the same breath, will say, I'm so happy for, for Zach and Fatima. I can't wait to see them be this amazing couple. And I'm like the double standard, just even in our, you know, communications on these uh, discussion forums, which I have taken a, a real backseat to these things because some people are real slick at the mouth and I'm slicker. So I, I just have to choose, like, you pick your battles and certain things aren't even worth discussing on those forums because you ain't going to never see them people in real life anyway because if you did – You'll find out a lot of them ain't ain't about it how they coming off on social media, but that's neither here nor there. So last but not least, we get to Danny. Preston shows up to her apartment. Now let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Preston, he cool. He's cool. But the fact that this landlord keeps allowing Preston to have access to Danny's house, whether she's there or not, is problematic for me. The landlord needs to ask beat because there is no way in hell you should be allowing someone who's paying rent who has not given you the permission to let anyone in her house. Now, the sisters all have a key to each other's place, so they should be the only ones walking in unannounced. And that's and that's that's period. So I'm like, OK, this is this is perplexing me and it's very aggravating and it, it is disrespectful. So <laughs> Danny is trying her best to get. Preston out of her house because she know old boy from the club is in the bathroom. So she just going on and I'm like, Lord, she's not a good liar. She just fumbling, fumbling the ball all over the place. So I believe the toilet flushed and Preston was like, you got somebody in there? And she just like put her head down. And I'm like, well, you ain't supposed to be here. And number one, her and Preston are not in a relationship. They're not committing nothing. It ain't nothing. Why are you in my house? And I really want to see Danny make a stand on that because, to me, that that's a problem. I saw so many people beat up Aaron when he kept popping up, you know, showing up where Karen was, showing up at her her job and blah, blah, blah. I mean, rip this man a new one. But Preston has been getting like, I ain't really seen no, no stuff talked about him. People have said something, but it ain't been that deep. No, that is a problem for me. You're walking into my house, my place of peace, and a place that I have not invited you into. That's a problem. So I'm interested to see what happens with that dynamic next episode. So the last thing I did bring this up earlier is when Andy walked into Karen's house when Aaron was about to leave. Now, Andy walked in with, like, this little nasty-ass attitude. Like, when she saw him, she was like, ugh. How for you? Karen didn't say nothing. But for me, no, you came into my house after you told me bye, after you told me that you grown, and you just left with this stranger who we don't even know like that. So, okay. So, she comes in. Aaron is about to leave. He kisses. He, he and Karen exchange a kiss. And Andy kind of looked like, hmm, like she kind of did this little look or whatever, which I didn't appreciate. But, oh, well. Andy has a bad attitude. And I've always said that Andy has a very nasty attitude. She has a very condescending nature about herself that I, I don't like. She one of the sisters. I love them all. But she, hmm, just nasty-ass attitude. So her and Karen, you know, briefly talked because um, she was like her her boss wanted to see her. So she just came over there to get dressed. 
And Karen was like, nope, like, we're going to have a conversation. Like, what happened? What's going on? You did that to get over Gary. Like, what's what's really going on? So to kind of, you know, brush the attention away from her, Andy was like, since when you started saying stuff instead of shit, like you saying stuff, she was like, oh, I mean, you know. And so she was like, oh, like you, speaking of men who making us do stuff we don't want to do, and Karen let it be known, like, I did not say that word because of him, basically Aaron. So, like, don't get it twisted. And so Andy was like, so the pastor got you, huh? And she was like, no. Yes. And so I'm like, yes, Karen, let's, let's, let's continue this honesty train, sis. So that that scene, I wish that we would have seen um, Karen really be able to explore just her disappointment in Andy because we all have those moments with friends. You do something, and it's not that I'm mad at you or angry with you, but I am disappointed in your decision-making, and we understand why you're making these decisions. So, yeah, I really wish we could have gotten a chance to explore that a little bit. Um, I was ex- happy to see Karen, you know, really tell Andy, like, how much she's feeling him because Andy was like, you like him, like, this much, like, that much? She was like, nah, a little bit bigger. So I'm interested to see what happens with next week episode and everything like that. Um, so some people, I got a a lot of people message me and, um, about sisters and I don't have a problem with it. I love the interaction and everything like that, but I do have to address this. We can have differences of opinion. I don't disrespect anybody. That's not who I am. But if you don't like what I say, if you don't feel the same way, you can say that under the comments, just keep it respectful. Like just keep it respectful. That's all I ask. You don't have to agree with me, but just keep it respectful because we don't, we don't need to go in those directions. You know, we all, we're women. We should be uplifting each other, even if we think differently. That That is part of our beauty because we do look at things differently. But there is a difference. There is a huge difference when you're just being downright disrespectful. So I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. I don't leave that stuff on my page because that's not what this is. I don't do the messy, the messy, messy stuff. That's just not who I am. So, yeah, comment, even if it's opposing to what I believe or what I feel or what I think or what I say. But let's keep it cute and let's keep it respectful and respect other people who may comment as well. So that's all I got to say about that. So make sure you like, share, subscribe and comment because I do find your comments interesting. And I, and I do, you know, want to know why certain people think the way that they think. So thank you for tuning in. Until next time, y'all be safe out there. Take care of yourself, people with this corona and everything else that's going on in the world. And I will holler at y'all later. One.